a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can you do to be a part of the legislative discussion in Washington? That's what we're talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Shirley Bloomfield, who is the uh, executive director of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association. Shirley, thank you for joining me. I am delighted to be here with you today, Andy. Well, we are recording uh, here live at the KTA uh, conference, Kentucky Telecom Association Conference in Lexington. So um, any noise that you hear in the background is not background noise, it's ambiance, because we're here at uh, uh, where there's a lot of activity with the conference uh, doing that. So uh, while we had Shirley for just a few minutes, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your update today. Uh, there is just so much uh, going on in Washington right now, and, and you said in your presentation that it's, a, it's an unusual time right now. Um, but is there, um, if, if we could even open uh, a little bit uh, with just a little bit about everything that's going on that you guys have been, have been working on in Washington lately? So I would, I would capsulize all of it by saying rural broadband is the flavor of the year. And okay. um, everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to figure out how to crack the nut to get broadband to where it is not right now. And I think the one challenge is getting people to understand it's not one and done. You don't just plop some money on the table and then walk away, that you've got to build and sustain the networks. Right. And I thought that was interesting what you uh, were saying in there that uh, part of telling the story is about these uh, telcos and in some cases electric providers who have been around for a, a while and uh, particularly with telcos having been doing this for a while versus the kind of pop up, hey, there's grant money, we're going to form this organization and pretend like we know what we're doing. So it's uh, like you said, telling your story is more important than ever, it sounds like. Absolutely, because I think rural carriers have such a rich history of service in their communities and serving the people that are their neighbors. And I think getting people to understand not only what they are building, but then how they are using that infrastructure to serve their community, whether it's you know telemedicine initiatives or educational initiatives, public safety, getting people to connect those dots is really important. Sure, and that's part of what uh, the topic for the conversation uh, for here. So what are some things, since this podcast goes out to um, uh, primarily our audience is, is communications and marketing folks in the telco industry, what are some things that they can do to help mobilize their, their members, their customers, or their own, uh, even the employees, um, to, to help what you guys are doing, kind of augment that um, of what you guys are doing in Washington? So I appreciate your asking because what, a, what an amazing group of people with high energy that actually understand their company and, and understand their community. And one of the things that is so important, people get really intimidated by advocacy or you know, sure. the legislative process. It seems really mysterious. Right. And what people don't understand is that their own stories and their, their own, um, what they're actually doing on the ground is really the thing that policymakers need to hear. So it's not like you've got to understand all the intricacies of the latest USF filing. You've got to understand this is how much support we get. This is how much the recent you know, budget control mechanism is gonna cut. This is the infrastructure we are now not going to be building to these many consumers because of actions taking place in Washington. That's, that's actually as complicated as it gets, but you need to be willing to start somewhere and to tell that story and to make some of those connections. 
and that makes it so much more meaningful too to have those concrete examples of I mean these are the folks that know what it looks like when you connect a school or a hospital or whatever it is to broadband for the first time absolutely and they see the difference in the community they see you know the the impact even the economic impact on the community when when you start doing some of that stuff the other thing that I think is so interesting now is we we started working with a lot of site selection folks and that they will tell you the very first thing on everybody's list is does this community have broadband and how are they using it well our folks actually have broadband i just think the next step is you got to tell people what you've got because i think i think our sector the industry gets really painted by those parts of rural america that don't have robust broadband right because that's where the drama is right that's where the sad stories come from um that's where the need really is so the the problem is we've got to do the flip side and then say, but that's not our rural America. That's well said. Uh, one of the ways uh, when we're, we're talking about telling, uh, telling the story, one of the ways that you brought up in your presentation that people are telling the story, and you mentioned it with Tyler uh, Campbell here, the um, uh, director of the KTA, being on social media. Uh, and that was interesting to me, if you can kind of go over some of that again, that um, that, that really matters, that there's, you know, there's, there's liking and retweeting and all kind of stuff that really matters in D.C., Absolutely. You know, I used to actually be a little bit hesitant about some of the social media stuff. I kept thinking, who's going to say something meaningful in 144 characters or whatever right. the Twitter spear, spear might be? Um, or or who's really looking on Facebook or who's doing Instagram? You know, that's the stuff kids do. Right. Well, you know, let's be honest. We've got, it starts at the top. We have a president who is literally setting policy by tweeting. Mm-hmm. So that has trickled down. And so what I find, for example, is the chairman of the FCC is a very um, very prolific on social media he's very engaged in it so what we do is we follow him he follows us and it's the ability to amplify a message so one of the examples that I had shared today is he was out in um, Virginia touring some telemedicine initiatives recently this week and I was able to basically take his tweet of his tour retweet it with my own quote which said you know, tagging Chairman Pai saying, this is great because you know what? High cost universal service helps to build those networks that do the telemedicine in that community. Doesn't that make it even more important? You know, and, and then as we talked, he, he likes and retweets and, and that is where some of the policy debate actually now takes place. Interesting. That's fascinating. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought that. So, so you're convinced it's not just, uh, not just something the kids do anymore. I mean, it's all, like I said, all the way um, to the top of the FCC. It's all the way to the top. And, you know, every FCC commissioner does it. Um, some are more prolific than others. Every member of Congress, you know, I had the opportunity last week to testify before the House Natural Resources Committee. Well, as after I testified, you know, I connected them to a tweet. They immediately retweeted some of my testimony. It, it takes the message you're trying to deliver it and it amplifies it to audiences you don't even know that you true. are hitting. That's true. And do you have any idea? Um, uh, well, let's go down uh, this road first. But so before everybody just starts um, uh, tweeting to uh, to Chairman Pai or whoever it might be, uh, whoever they target, uh, what are there some uh, some things you found? I mean, retweeting their stuff first and then commenting on it sounds like a sound strategy to kind of get some attention. So what I never do is I never just retweet without putting in my own quote. Some kind of commentary. Because I want to put it into context. Right. Otherwise, people are like, well, that's weird or why are you doing that? And, and so it allows me to have my spin on whatever that policymaker is doing. Okay. And so that applies 
applies to. You know, virtually every member of Congress has a Twitter account. Um, every congressional committee has a Twitter account. Oh, so I didn't it is that. absolutely, and every FCC commissioner, um, uh, USDA, the Rural Development um, Division of USDA has their own Twitter account. Okay. Um, so you know, when you you're trying to kind of place some of that messaging out there, it's just another way to reach a broader audience. Now, have you seen any of that? And I know most of what you do is on the federal level. Have you seen any of that uh, effective or heard of it being effective on the state or uh, other levels or, or primarily federal? Uh, you know, I think it actually is very effective on the state. Okay. Um, and I think and that's why I, I really commend Tyler because he's he's so um, he's so on top of it. But absolutely, for example, uh, just last week, our folks in Iowa had been working for years on a real estate tax law that they finally got signed into law. Well, they've all posted p- pictures of themselves with the governor signing the law into law, capturing the governor, capturing the speaker of the Iowa you know, state legislature. You know, thanks for you know, moving this along finally after years of progress. Well, it's a great way to, you know, that's a feather in their cap. Right. And again, it's giving them credit. Right. Um, and meanwhile, it's a bunch of, our Lex, you know, out there, you know, standing with the with the governor. So again, and everybody has their own audience, and everybody's got their own set of followers. You're just amplifying how much further out that message goes. Excellent. Well, I appreciate the time. Uh, you know, Shirley, just a little behind the scenes, she flew in right before her presentation. She presented. She's been talking to folks. She came to the podcast. She hasn't even checked into the hotel yet. So I appreciate you taking the time to join me on the on this episode. Well, we always appreciate Word South and all the work that you guys do to make sure that um, rural broadband providers can tell their story. Excellent. Well, thank you. Well, she is Shirley Bloomfield. She is the CEO of NTCA, the Rural Broadband Association. I'm your host, Andy Johns. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.